Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Stephen BG. What's up, guys? Let's go. With my other co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Happy birthday to Taya Valkyrie and D'Lo Brown. Oh, with my other clothes. The Blackbeard himself. Encyclopedia. <clears throat> Gentlemen, and while we are swinging to mention a few, we'll drop in a Chili's. Hey, Young Buck, screw you. We beat up on Moxley whenever we choose. Life is gonna be we, wow, we, for my shadow and me. And we just lost all the listeners. You know, when I close my eyes, I don't see the MJF or Jericho singing that song. They couldn't sing it that well. I see you on the boat, though. I see Blackbeard himself with his pirate hat hanging off the, the side of the boat. little parrot on his shoulder. Yep. I got to use that graphic again? No. Doing one of these little numbers. <laughs> I, I picture him like the little frog in the Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime gal. Remember you know, that song was like so, so popular on uh, WB or whatever? WB. It was like huge when we were kids. Yeah, it was classic. I remember that. Anthony used to sing that too for the record. Oh boy. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I was curious. I looked up. I was The original version was like almost 100 years ago. It was like 1927. I was like. How the hell did Jericho and MJF find this one? While we're we're on the topic? Yeah, let's kick off. Yeah, might as well jump into it. All right, well, Anthony, what did you think? You're usually the, of all of us, you're usually the least fan of AEW content. So what did you think of it? He was excited for the (laughs) sing-along. The segment was was entertaining. Other than that, I don't quite know where this is going but i think we'll find out more next week and i actually am more curious to know were they singing for real because we know jericho can sing uh i'm assuming mjf could mjf is a choir champion or something like that that explains it because jericho definitely sounded like he was singing but like mjf i was like hmm i also wonder if jericho's in trouble with his wife for the for the lady he was dancing with well, he yeah, dropped her on the floor, so <laughs> so all is forgiven at that point. Yeah. yeah, it started off. I was like, I was trying to figure out what with the they kept changing the stake order, and I never heard of Raw Blue, so I guess I got educated as well. Oh, I thought the show was really good. The only issue I had with the entire show was the ending of the four way tag team match. It looks like they screwed up the pin, and I don't quite understand how you could screw it up that badly, especially when you're trying to set up what's been a dream match for the internet wrestling community the last five years. So that that's the only issue I have with the show. Otherwise, I thought they they really did a nice job. Uh, even the fact that Britt Baker beat a jobber that was 0-11 <laughs> coming in. You know, I thought what was impressive about the show is, um, you know, I'm not impressed with Wardlow at all, but Jungle Boy made him look good. Mm. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but Jungle Boy was calling that match. And that has to tell you, say a lot about him, is that he can lead a guy like him through a match, a young guy like him. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was impressed by that. The Ray Phoenix match, I mean, again, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. And I think, like, I realized they're getting the to do the Omega page. But to me, I'd like to see Ray Phoenix in the, in the main event picture. I think he could pull it off. I think they can go in another direction where they have Omega and, and Hangman make each other lose. And let them go off on a side feud for a little while, rather than have having them try to plug one of them to the title picture. But I think they're leading towards Omega being the champion. They're really giving him a a, a really big push. So I think he's going to be the one that dethrones Boxley in the end. I, I, was, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, w- hmm. I I honestly wouldn't be mad at that. I'd I wouldn't like either. See, I'd like to see Omega finally get his push in AEW. Like you know, he's been sitting back in the wings and not really getting that big main event push. I'd like to see him as a main event push and see what he can do in the States as opposed to Japan. But Rob, you did you did hit my thoughts. AEW is usually really good at trying to make things feel more sport-like when it comes to tournaments and certain aspects. So 
if this was WWE, you'd probably expect the obvious Omega Hangman final, but they could do that match at full gear without it being a final. And that's the way to do it. So I'm a little, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. The only thing is, do we really want to see Wardlaw possibly facing Mox? I know Phoenix versus Mox. Actually, Steve, that might have been done in Northeast Wrestling, right? Yeah, Freddie and I saw that fight. Yeah, that was the first time. Off. That was oh, that was Omega, Omega Phoenix. Yeah, I saw the YouTube clip for that was on there. Yeah, yeah we that's, were. That's we what you just said, right? No. no. Well, I was I was hitting at Wardlaw Phoenix, but they've done. Yeah, it was Omega Phoenix. You're right. Omega Phoenix was Northeast Wrestling did that match for the first time. Yeah. That was a very good match. They came like right up in front of us. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, awesome. that was cool. Like they were fighting on the rampway right next to us and. It's always a pleasure to watch you fall on a ramp a couple times. <laughs> and that the ramp was like, it was one of those ramps. The U-Haul, the, the U-Haul truck ramps? Yeah. That's what it was. So it was like, it was thick, and the way it was laid down, there was no support underneath it. So it's like, if you landed on it, like when Ray Phoenix landed on it, because he's a lightweight, like, he would hit, and then the ramp would bounce and hit him in the back again, and we're just like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good match, though. The spots were really good. And they and they spent big money on that entranceway. <laughs> yeah, big money. They spent tens of dollars on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Nine ninety nine an hour to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot the damn ramp, so they just used the one from the U haul that brought the ring in. Basically. No, I think I think they did that the second Northeast Wrestling show too. Yeah, the Moxley Pentagon one they used that as well. Yeah, no, I'm jo- just, I'm joking. I'm joking. I just think it's the guys. What's that company? High Spots that provides the ring and the recording and all of that. I think they just literally pulled that right off their truck, off their moving truck, truck and just hey, here's here's the ramp boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I, I'd rather that than I think there was a couple times Tommy Dreamer with the House of Hardcore at that same place would do the old elevated WCW style entrance. You see, I would I didn't mind that if, but I would want them to use it. Like yeah. my thing with house of hardcore is they didn't use it. And like, you know what else sucks? We went to that first house of hardcore show. I'm a huge impractical jokers fan now. And that initial prank was done at that first show. Cause Anthony, if you remember that he came, um, one of the impractical jokers came out dressed as uh Peter Pan or whatever. And then Tommy Peter Jr. Came shit yeah. out of him. And that was like either on, I think it was season two of impractical jokers. Yeah. Fuck Tommy Dreamer though. Yeah, we even uh we actually when we went to the raw, what was the last one we went to at Madison Square Garden that that raw whatever that was. Oh, the Stone Cold the tribute one. Two of the Jokers were sitting yep. like in the section below us, and one of them was the guy who was in the Peter Pan outfit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Quinn. Quinn, thank you, Quinn. Yeah, and Quinn and uh, what's his face? Uh, the Italian one. Sorry, um, Sal, thank you. Sal and Quinn were at the Raw we were at, sitting below us, and then Quinn was the one who was in the Peter Pan costume at House of Hardcore 1. But they cut that from the DVD because it was filmed only for the show. But apparently, the thing that sucks, guys, all three guys were backstage for that, and you didn't know that when you were at the show. You only saw the one come out. Well, fuck Tommy Dreamer. That's what I say. At this point, going back to Full Gear, what is the main event? Because I don't feel like Kingston Moxley is the main event for the show. It is. It's an I Quit match, isn't it? It's an I Quit match, but is that really the match that's going to close the show, or are they going to do the finals instead? I, I, that's just my opinion, because I feel like, does anyone really think Kingston's going to win that match? In well, my opinion, if the, if the, if, if the um, tournament goes the way that we're all predicting and the way the whole world probably sees it hangman and kenny in the end then i think that would be the main event initially yeah. but but they always have the world title finishing the shows right they haven't had one yet yeah they i think i think the world title well, always finishes what about the lights out match uh last year with moxley and omega wasn't that the main event and it was after the title match wasn't it on tv the the one where they like suplexed each other on the barbed wire boards and shit yeah that was full gear and was Moxley's match after that uh, infamous like football field match with like um, the inner circle and uh, Young Bucks, Omega, and Stampede was in May. Yep, but I thought we were talking about championships closing the shows out. Right, we were trying to figure out if if the the yeah. AEW championship is always the last match on any pay per view. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I thought that football match was the closer for that show. I don't remember. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm checking. You I'm might be right. I don't sucks. remember. There's, there's less pay-per-views in AEW the way we'd all like to see it. Have a nice build-up, and we can't still remember. And WWE has a show, like, every three weeks. <laughs> yeah. The Stampede match closed the show. Okay. And Moxley Omega unsanctioned closed the show because they that was, the match before was when Jericho fe- defeated Cody thanks to MJF. So they've only had one pay-per-view where the world championship hasn't ended the show. No, there's a couple. A couple? Okay. So, all right, so I guess yeah. maybe not then. Maybe it's not the the main event. Maybe then it's it's Omega Page if that's where how it ends up. Or Young Bucks and FTR. I mean, that's a great match, too, but this, like, goes back to what you guys, like, I know it's been a while since I've been on, but I know we talked about how, like, Cody keeps pushing himself and all this stuff and how people don't want to see that. But, like, as soon as Young Bucks won that match, I'm like, great, they're back in the title picture again. And I just thought about what you guys said when we had spoke about that. It's like, that was annoying. It was predictable. Like, I would have rather seen Private Party get the match and lose, like, to FTR. Because Private Party, they're talented. What I don't get about the end of the match is um, the Young Bucks have been running around pretty much as heels, right? And then at the end of the match, it was made to look made to look sympathetic. Yes. And I was like, am I supposed to be feeling bad for them right now? Because so far they've kicked the the announcer, they kicked Tony Schiavone, they kicked cameraman. So like they I was kind of happy that the Young Bucks got their asses whipped because at least FDR is who they are. They're not pretending to be anybody's friends or nothing. I get it. They're they're great. They're a great draw. They always have great matches and all that stuff, but. You could use those guys in so many other matches and putting them towards the tag team titles all the time because they've had quite a few tag team titles uh, matches in the last year. And it's just like not like crazy amounts, but it's just like annoying because it's expected. And, you know, even like look at this tournament. It's it's expected like the the difference between them right now and WWE is like WWE is like predictable and horrible a lot of the times. AEW's like predictable it's just not at the horrible part yet because like sometimes the way they set things up it's like you know what's coming all right moxley's gonna beat eddie kingston no obviously there's there's no uh chance there in my opinion um what else cody whoever he faces i'm sure he's gonna beat him too like darby allen darby allen here's here's the thing you got omega you got page you got the bucks eventually they're gonna get in the title picture and they're gonna win a title it's inevitable so you kind of have to accept the fact that at some point, and I think they've done a pretty good job. I mean, the Young Bucks have have not have lost matches. They are the matches in AEW. There are not their records not perfect. Kenny Omega has been in tag teams for the last how long? He has not clawed. Really, you want to blame anybody in this case? You blame Cody. Cody. Cody's yeah. the one that has stuck his face in the title picture and and the big entrances. The other guys have kind of laid back and and put other guys over, right? They put private the Young Bucks put Private Party over once. Um, they've put uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy over once, I think. Uh, Kenny Omega, like I said, has been a tag team wrestler. Now it's time to start moving them into the main event picture. You know what? I agree with you there because personally, I think like not so much Hangman and the others, but Kenny Omega. You know, being Mr. Like top number one, 500 PWI uh, last year and stuff, I expected more from him and they're not using him the way I want to see. I want to see more main event matches. I want to see him against more big guys. So maybe you're right. Watch him in the tag title picture. Maybe that's what kind of like turned me off all this time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's due. I think I think Kenny Omega is due now. I think you, yeah. you, you pulled him in for his reputation. Now you have to start exploiting it. Yeah. I, I... I just hope it hasn't been one of those where you waited too long. Yeah. Where you have to rebuild his whole character. Well, I mean, I think they're doing that now, now, though, right? I mean, they gave him a squash yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, if he goes over Hangman, that's a a big win for him. And if he beats Moxley, you know, you've got him. The the problem, again, the problem I have with AEW is, is I see all the heels. I don't see any faces. Right. If, if if Omega wins, who's his challenger? Is it is it going to be Jericho or MJF? Because one of them has to turn in that feud. I'm actually wondering if they're going to find a loophole to put Cody in that title picture because he mentioned about going up to heavyweight last night, and I was like, why is he mentioning that? He's not supposed to be able to challenge for that belt unless they're planning to come up with something to allow him to do it. Well, oh, sure he will. It's Cody. Company, right? the company. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, wrestling, nothing lasts forever, right? How many loser leaves wrestling matches have we seen? Uh, loser leaves town. I mean, 
let's face let's face it on on uh, even in a draft situation, you could be drafted to a particular show and you can still show up on the other one. El Gran Gordo, right? Yo, whatever happened to uh, what's her face? Um, the 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 the. the... <laughs> The pri- the girl the the girl the pride girl from WWE that uh what's her name Rose sent home like what the hell is her name Sonya Deville Sonya Deville you, like is she gonna be coming back at some point like she's still under contract right well I think she's dealing with her whole stalker situation yeah I think I heard that the case got pushed back again or some shit like that they're giving her time off apparently the psycho actually gave her home address as his address when he got taken in. That's great. Yeah, the, the dude's a nut job, man. That's crazy. I mean, not for nothing, though. I mean, she is she's she's actually a cute girl. <laughs> so you'd stay in the room with her? Absolutely. I'd protect her. See, and we know Sonya swings a certain way. What if it was Sonya and Shayna Baszler? Then would you run out screaming? Yes. I'm sorry. Like, no. I think you're staying in the room at that point. No, I don't think so, man. Like, because here's the thing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here comes here comes Steiner logic. What? So if you take thirty three percent of Sonya <laughs> and seventy percent of <laughs> listen, I was not about to use my math equations. All right, and I know I'm very I'm very good with maths. All right, I don't have like a Steiner complex. I'm going real on. good with numbers. <laughs> so, anyways, I add good. Jerk off. So. <laughs> Her name's Sony Deville. Every week, Stephen. Every yeah. week for now on. Her, <laughs> I can't even remember her name right now. Here's the thing, Sony Deville. Like, there's like those girls, and you know what? You guys are gonna end up laughing at what I say, but I don't care. There's those girls who have that badass, strong-looking persona, just like like one of the girls that like I've hung out with. Uh, I know Freddie's like seen pictures of Coach Tammy, for example. That's that's someone like Freddie. Don't even. We, you've definitely seen pictures. I was out with her this past, yeah, I was out with her this past Saturday night. I showed you and Anthony Friday night. That's how I rolled last week. But anyways, like you have these girls that have this certain like badass this level, like all built up, whatever. I'll show you in a second, Rob. But um, long story short, like it's like you're freaking hot, but you get put next to a woman that's like looks like a freaking man and has a weird overbite and whatever and he's just like yo i'm sorry the over she she would cancel it out for me and i'd leave that room in a heartbeat if she walked in there Shayna basil would ruin everything for it like i just turn around and walk out i'd be like yep i can't i'm sorry sonia you were great till she walked in goodbye i'm gonna go find uh mandy rose all right all right on that i can't no i i I just can't like Shayna basil no you can't oh my god Every time fuck Mary kills, she'd be kill. Like, don't listen to last week's after the bell podcast. She was the guest. Oh my! I don't. Well, first off, I don't listen to any podcast. We know this. I I, I had a I had a period, but now since uh, he doesn't even COVID, listen to ours. So <laughs> you had listen. I, I'll I'll openly admit that. I'll openly admit I don't listen to podcasts. Period. Come on, bro. That's like something a twelve year old would say. That's what you picked up on. That's what I heard. I said. <laughs> I heard you said you had your period, so... Yeah, I thought that, but I'm glad somebody said... You guys are... That, <laughs> right, Steve, so... that wasn't even me that time. I missed that. And it's obvious he doesn't listen to the podcast because he, w- he wouldn't have come back on or he would have ripped us a new one. It's Friday. Okay. Is that a yeah. dude? No. <laughs> no, don't even tell me. Wow. All right. I'm just All right, Let's All right. get back to wrestling. And, yeah, instead of judging people and who they choose people to hook listen, up with. The three people we have listening to this want to hear about wrestling. So, Boy. Um, speaking, so going back to the who's the heel. And Saturday. You're welcome. Yeah, I'd go I Saturday. Um, now, the whole, the whole uh, who's the heel thing. First off, I guess Undisputed Error is playing tweener again. It looked like they were splitting apart. Now they're still together. And Rob's favorite... Pat McAfee is back. See, now here's the thing. Pat McAfee, I I don't have a problem with this because he's surrounding himself with other wrestlers. And in a small um, capacity, I don't don't mind him being in the ring. I wanted to say something about this. Um, A couple days ago, I was reading something about, uh, and I realized I'll take the source, take the source for what it's worth. Eric Bischoff said this. 
and he said something. He was talking about, I think he was talking about either Rodman or somebody in WCW. He said there was a long-time rule where you never let someone come into your sport and make you look bad. It was always an, one of the unwritten rules of wrestling. You never did it. And if you look in the past, anytime a boxer, anytime a, a, a someone from another sport came into wrestling, he was immediately they, – they punked him out immediately. So what mm-hmm. I was saying to you guys back then, maybe that isn't applicable now, but it was for a long time. And it sounds like some people still feel that way. So like now, it, like in three months from now, if Pat McAfee wanted to have a singles match with – Adam Cole, I would be more accepting of it because at this point now he'd be wrestling, he'd be involved in an angle, he would be a little more training going along. I wouldn't be 100%, but I'd be more accepting of it because now he's got some credibility in my eyes. He's working with some other guys. He's not just stepping in and automatically almost beating the NXT champion. He's, he's going to have a little bit more seasoning, and I could, all, I could live with that a little better. You know, but we don't know how much training he did going into that match. And it was obviously he did a lot of training in that match with Adam Cole. I'm okay. It made sense. And they found an alternative to the Rich Holland situation because we all know this feud was supposed to be Rich Holland and Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. First, when the guy was in the ring with the metal mask, I'm sitting there like, okay, are they going to tease us? Are they going to leave this for another week? And then when he took the mask off, I was like, oh, wow, brilliant. And it makes sense also in the respect that – Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, they're not very good on the mic. McAfee can do that for them. McAfee can go on the mic. That I will give him. And then I heard a rumor that they may bring Thatcher into the group, so it would be a four-on-four situation. And, again, I had no problem with that whatsoever. I think that this is a good setup angle where McAfee is the mouthpiece and and a part of the wrestling, but he's only a fourth of the wrestling. I had no problem with that. That, to me, is the way it should have been. If you listen to his daily show, he's got a daily show on YouTube and Sirius that he was talking about the whole angle and, you know, getting down to NXT and all that stuff. It's worth a listen. Mm-hmm. He explains, like, the whole mass thing, and it's it, it was a good uh, it was a good explanation. And he still kind of leaves it open. He's not explaining what's going on with the angle. He's like, just hold on and sit tight and watch what goes. But I, I will give it to him. The dude can go on the mic, and that for me, I'm like, okay, I could, I could deal with watching him. Uh, I watch his show on a daily while I'm at work, so I do enjoy his sports talk. But his wrestling was actually pretty good. That, that's the times that we text Freddie and he doesn't respond. Yeah, that's when I'm working. Working. <laughs> like today, I was, I was not watching. Uh, AEW and NXT while I was working. No, I no. wasn't. Not I was at not all. Pat McAfee Mm-mm. show. No, I was not. I hope you're not pushing the show on your coworkers. I wasn't. I wasn't working and swiping through Tinder and stuff. Nice. Left, bitch. Ooh, he broke his phone. My phone is still intact. You've seen it like three times already, and it's up again. No, 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 no. You missed it. I asked you which way you swiped when Shayna Baszler appeared. Oh, my God. Remember, his phone is fine because Steve is our resident Verizon guy. So if you guys have any questions regarding phones. He probably has a pile of phones in his closet. He just takes the next one out and turns it on. I can't can't have a phone. You know what? Uh, somebody would make a killing if they went to the amusement park with all their old phones, and when somebody falls off a roller coaster, you're just waiting there at the here. Only a hundred bucks for a new phone. That's why. That's why Verizon. Since you guys want to steer the podcast over to what I used to do, Verizon successfully set up a store right outside Universal Studios. So when you do lose your phone, that's a shitload of money. It's like within a half a mile of Universal and they make crazy money from people losing it on the Incredible Hulk off of the uh the 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 rock and rocket or whatever the hell it's called. There's a couple rides and now they're getting the Jurassic Park Velociraptor coaster, which is gonna be insane. When you walk in do they yell your name like Norm from Cheers? Well, speaking of roller coasters, uh, let's jump over to Raw and that's not a roller. That's not a roller coaster. That's a free fall. I was gonna say, is the Fiend now the next Hulk Hogan or John Cena? 
Now he's running through retribution and he's a face. That that character does not work as a face. Am I the only one that re- realizes this? That show doesn't work on any level. Retribution sucked from when it when they realized it was Mustafa Lee running it. Like, you know what it, I think happened? Actually, I thought that gave it credibility, but I think they took the script and they threw it in the air and they accidentally put Ali's speech further in the show when it should have been in the beginning of the show. I, I don't I don't understand any of it. Any of it at all. How could they lose their first match out? How could they tap out on their first match? I was going to say, did MVP and Bobby Lashley go to the John Cena school of getting factions over? It's, it was like Nexus all over again. First big match, let's have them lose. I don't get it. Do not get it. it and Mia Yim really has no role. You notice Mia Yim just does what all the rest of them do. They slap the, their table, she walks out and slaps the table. They slap the ringside, she came out she slapped the ring. I'm like, give that woman something to do. She does it. It's called do whatever everybody else does. <laughs> no, she does Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Very true. I don't, I don't, I don't follow that show. I, and I was, Anthony and I were talking about this today. When is a draft not really a draft? When the WWE does it. Right? Yeah. Go to your show. And of all people, why does AJ Styles need a bodyguard? Because it's Shawn Michaels and Big Daddy Cool Diesel 2.0. But he doesn't need one. Shawn Michaels needed one at the time. He was just trying to get himself over as a as a, a monster heel. AJ Styles is a multiple-time world champion. He does not need a bodyguard. Yeah. Steve might be onto something, though. I mean, we also had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kyber also being dubbed Shawn Michaels and Diesel 2.0. So they were lo- I, I also read that the guy apparently... And this is typical Melser bullshit where he claimed that they put him on the main roster before he got exposed in the ring because he can't go. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Why would they even put him on TV if he can't go? That's well, he's not going to wrestle. Well, yeah, it just – I don't know. The logic didn't make sense to me. If he's that terrible, then why even bother? They didn't learn from Giant Gonzalez? Like, come on. You also had, like, the refs sitting there begging, like, oh – Please just get out of the ring. I'm just trying to do my job. Like, that's the bullshit that's unnecessary. What did that do for the show? What did that do for the ref? What did that do for, uh, you know, El Gigante with AJ Styles? <laughs> like, it didn't do shit. It was just stupid. And, like, guys, I, I just want to know. I want you to know. In the couple weeks I haven't been here, I still only watch Raw the next day on Hulu. So the bullshit is fiend out, if you will. Like, but... You still catch some bullshit on Hulu, even. So what are you watching, like 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, bro, Hulu knocks it down to about an hour and a half. And like, you know, I, I honestly, I, I watch it when I'm like on the treadmill. Look, the only highlight for Raw this week was seeing Lana go through the table for a fifth time. <laughs> I love the fact that she was online talking all this shit and trying to look all tough in the ring. And I'm like, man, Asuka's going to... Like, it, real or fake, Asuka's going to bury you in, like, three minutes. All right? I don't know who you're kidding. And it's just, we're, we're all just now waiting for her. She should just run out and put herself through the table to start the show. That should be in, in the highlight of the show. Run out and just It'll jump right through the table and get it done because it's just going to happen. It's five times in a row now. We should have a counter. Every time it comes up, they should have, like, a, we should have to, like, drink or a bell should go off or something. I think even Miro made a joke of it that when she won the title, he was going to buy her a goat or something. Yeah. Did but it's just like that's like annoying too. And then <laughs> Every the women's week. tag team title match or non-title match throwing these teams in the ring, not for no reason. Why is why is uh, what's her name uh, teaming with uh, the iconic? Yeah, Pey- Peyton and Lacey Evans. That was weird. They, they looked like they didn't even know why they were out there. And then here comes the Riot Squad. Wait a minute, the Riot Squad is supposed to be on SmackDown, and even the announcers can't figure out why it's happening. Well, I guess they want to do one more match. No. <laughs> What? And meanwhile, it was a non-title match that nobody won, so we still have no challengers. Because now you can tell that Shayna and Nia are just going to go after the singles title, and they're going to defend the, the tag team titles whenever. I'm still sure. going with my theory on that. I think Io Shirai's dropping the belt next week, possibly, and and coming up to team up with Asuka. So then you have the tag titles and that world title intertwined, because that seems to be what their backup option right now. That, Did it, you just give away yeah, your pick for this week? Possibly. Possibly. What would you say, Steve? 
Yay, another Asian tag team. Paul yeah. Colonna will be so happy. Not too stereotypical. <laughs> Let's put the Asians together. They like. They must like each other. They're all Asian. Let's put all the black guys together. They seem to like each other. All the Let's, black guys, right? The Hurt Business has no ah, Hurt I Business, mean, uh, Street Profits, New Day. Well, it's not the first time. Let's have we the have... Los Boricuas back in the day with Savio Vega and a bunch of uh, Puerto Rican guys. And, they, and the Nation of Domination. Oh, wait, but they had PG-13 come out and, and, and yeah. talk for two little black, I, white guys act black. I think the Asian team should be coached or, um, you know, managed by Jackie Chan when he was dressed as Mr. Miyagi for the new Karate Kids. <laughs> All right, so what do we got? What? He's not Japanese, dude. Yo, they all look the same. <laughs> all right, let's get to our NXT. Views expressed by Steven are not those of Anthony, Freddie, or myself. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, all right, before, before we start doing picks, um, first off, tweet of the week. There's two contenders. You guys can vote. So the first one... Stephanie McMahon tweeted out that she was so proud of the WWE team and all their hard work to make WWE the corporate the corporation of the year for 2020, blah, blah, blah. We'll skip over that. But uh, Hager's response, Jake Hager, LMAO, I guess lying about over $37 million in quarterly profits so you could fire over 300 people during a worldwide pandemic is a category for an award? And he tagged that guy, Andrew Yang, who seems to all of a sudden be trying to start his political career by ripping Vince McMahon a new one. Or option two, there was a tweet about this week's Dynamite, and a fan responded with, Gotta hope Jungle Boy, Wardlow, and the Brett Baker match are less than five minutes squashes. Omega and Hangman's matches could get 10 to 12, and I would make the Lucha Brothers match a seven, eight-minute spot fest sprint. They stick to time, and it can be done. I hope anyway, LOL. And MJF responded back with, Who gives a shit? Steak dinner, dude. What's the tweet of the week? Hager or MJF? I like Hager's is better. I'm going to say probably, uh, probably... I'll go with MJF. Just because hey, uh, MJF was like a troll job. Yeah, I, I kind of like MJF's better. I'm actually... I'm also surprised Hager is returning to the Bellator cage next week against another tomato can. Yeah, who is he going to fight? The fat dude from the front row? The hell's the fucking camera? Like, come on. He's a fucking joke. I gotta say, for all this, all, all the shit that Bobby Lashley used to get, at least he fought he bigger fought names. Guys. Yeah, and so so did freaking Dave Batista and Hager fights fat, you know, Joe Schmo from Internet Wrestling Community down the street in his mom's basement. Like, fuck out of here. Or the guy from the construction site down the street that wanted some extra bucks. Yeah, I think that was the okay, last fight, and then and then that one went to a draw because of a low blow. Um, yeah, the mass transit incident. Oh wait, rest in peace. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, and then you fucked up moment of the week. We got two choices, guys. It was the either the ending of the four-way tag team match, or it was the WWF graphics team yet again who let Seth Rollins come out on Friday Night SmackDown, a permanent member of that roster right now, with the graphic Monday Night Messiah. Just because he's on Friday, it doesn't mean he can't be the Monday Night Messiah. We just won't see him. Wow, you're defending WWE logic. I'm surprised. No, I'm not. It's it's uh, the the tag match. <laughs> All right, tag match. match. Tag match. Yeah, okay. The tag match was fun. All right. Now wait before before you get into the picks. I did see you put it in the yeah in the um, Google Doc that we go through. Um, Dark Side of the Ring season three. Mm-hmm. Anthony's got down here that there will be fourteen episodes. And they've announced three. They've announced three. Which ones? Have, the first three? The first three are, the, and then the ones I put in there that I thought might be good shows. Okay. So the first three they've announced is Brian Pillman, uh, the WCW New Japan Collision in Korea Super Show from 95, and then Grizzly Smith and his children, Rockin' Robin, Sam Houston, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, they got 14 episodes to fill. What do you guys want to see? What topics have Holly. been... The little uh, Holly dude. Crash Holly? Crash Holly. That's, that's a good one. Holly. 
because he, he he everyone forgot about him and he went unnoticed mm. after he died. Like who's actually talked about Crash Holly lately? I couldn't even remember his first name. Well, do you guys know the the whole Grizzly Smith story at all? Are you guys familiar with that? No. Mm-hmm. Just that he abused them, right? Well, I mean, if you watch Beyond the Mat, um, Jake t- talks a little bit about uh, his history. But, yeah, he um, molested Rock and Robin, uh, Grizzly Smith, for many years. And Sam Houston got put in jail for 10 years because he had 20 DUIs. Wow. So, like, th- that show should be really interesting to see what kind of stuff he did to those kids. Because, I mean, all three of them are, are, are pretty messed up. So Grizzly Smith really was Rock and Robin, huh? She was, I think she was eight or nine at the time. So (laughs) you might want to edit that one out. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, Steven. (laughs) Well played, Steve. Well played. So for my choices, I think you guys could see what I put in. Um, I put in some of the obvious ones and I thought of another one too. I think, I don't know if the Brian Christopher situation is too new. I think there's a legal case still going on for that one. Uh, that, yeah. I think we'll be in a season to come at some point because there's a lot yeah. going on with that. Um, I put Inoki versus Ali. I don't know if you guys – you guys are you – know, I'm older than you guys, but this I happened in 66, and there was a lot of controversy going on with that match. I'd like to see them do a little bit of that. China, I thought was an obvious. Yeah. The Inoki the Ali, that was in Japan, and then at the same time over here was Chuck Wepner and Andre, Andre. Giant. Yeah. But I mean, Anoki uh, Ali started off as a wrestler versus boxer, and it turned into Anoki laying on the mat and kicking Muhammad Ali in the legs. And it's rumored that it ruined Ali's career, all the kicks that he took to the legs. So I mean, I'd like to see something about that. I put Sunny on there because I think her story is just fascinating, how she keeps getting out of jail and in jail and out of jail and in jail. So I'd like to see them start covering from her after wrestling career. Just yeah. To Maybe she you can get an interview with her. And I, Dynamite Kid, if I, I don't know how you familiar are with some of the stories with him. He was a notoriously evil man uh, who who uh, did some horrible things to his pranks were bordered on criminal. So bad that I think Raymond Rougeau knocked three of his teeth out in a, in a yeah, shoot fight. Yeah, I remember fight. that story. Yeah. I think it was actually Jacques, but it, but it was yeah, one of them. It was one of them. But actually, that's a good one. I would actually say Jacques Rougeau. There's a lot of controversy about him. Uh, even Kevin Owens has spoken about some of the stunts that Jacques Rougeau pulled back in the day. I wouldn't mind seeing also one about the Hart family in general. Um, there's plenty of different stories that go on there. You mentioned Dynamite Kid. We know about Brett and Owen. Uh, British Bulldog. Anvil. Yo. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a two-parter right there on just the Hart family. Yeah. No doubt. I think there's a lot more to cover. I mean, you know, we're, we're still staying with, with A-level stuff. There's B-level and C-level you could get into as well. Ma- the Macho Man and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them reenact that one. <laughs> oh, Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to touch my Slim Jim? Yeah. <laughs> Any minute now, the police are going to grab it. Busted on Anthony and put him in cuffs. Yeah. The Rock and Robin comment, the Stephanie McMahon, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stephanie McMahon even have Somebody better take over because I'm going to get arrested before this episode's over. <laughs> You're going to hear Anthony's face up against the screen. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into NXT. Yeah. NXT Halloween Havoc. This is sad. We're going with the show that's a full week away versus the one that's three days away. We can do either one. Oh, no, wait, are we going to do that? We can, well... We'll start Hell in a Cell, and we'll do the rest yeah, by let's... text message. Did they even finish announcing the matches for SmackDown? Are we going to have some things we're going to have to do over the weekend? I, that's why I said we'll do the we'll do the four matches that have been picked announced for Hell in a Cell, and we'll have to do the rest by text message. All right. Yeah. All right, so starting off, they just added Monday on Raw, uh, 
Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I'm going to say Jeff Hardy. I don't see them putting Elias over on this one. Not this quickly, Elias. at least. Elias. See, you guys have to start thinking what's good for business. Elias's album drops on Monday. True. Okay, so you have to put him over for his album sales. Yeah, I was I was going to go with Elias before Stevie did his rant, and I'm still going with Elias. Yeah, I think so, Elias, too. Okay. Yeah. All right, you could all laugh at me when, uh, when Elias wins. We'll find some reason to laugh at you. Don't worry. <laughs> if it's this, it'll be something else. I, I'm more of an Elias fan. I like Elias, but I just don't see that putting him over. Listen, I and think Jeff Hardy I, put over Lars Sullivan last week. His his show his song his concert on Monday night was like a a first class hit. Like I loved every song he performed. I thought he did a pretty good job considering. Yeah, I mean his lip syncing was on point. I hope he does a version of "Be My Baby" tonight. <laughs> Yo, I'll lose my shit. <laughs> That's a something to wrestle with staple. They don't. Nobody else does that anymore. Um. All right, and then. We don't even have to talk about this match. I quit. Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns. Jey Uso. Roman across the board. Yeah. You know, I I think when they announced this match, I went on a, a website and I said, "Oh, the match nobody wants," and I got like thirteen down votes. And I'm like, wow. "Who the hell wants to see this?" I think it's the fact that Jey Uso's getting a push that people are enjoying. It just it's too much, though. Well, but I mean, and here's here's my other problem. You want to give Jey Uso a push? You put him over AJ Styles. There aren't, like, 50 other guys on the roster you could have picked to yeah. give him some... I mean, it didn't make any sense. Styles doesn't lose credibility. And you can tell, like, AJ pretty much shook it off like it didn't even matter. I mean, he doesn't even mention it. Yeah. I, I just didn't get it. Like, you're not he, you're not going to get credibility in one week's time. You're not, he's not a, he's not a, um, a championship contender, and he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns, I imagine, is going to have a pretty long reign as champion. Yeah. You know, I see him eventually losing to Daniel Bryan, I think, is who they're going to they're gonna set him up against. But I don't see that coming anytime soon. I agree. Bryan wins the Royal Rumble. That would be my guess. Um, so, I mean, so I get to watch Roman Reigns kick the crap out of Jey Uso again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 look, I like the angle. Don't get me wrong. I like they finally getting it right with Roman. They're about three years too late. Yeah. But I would like him to – I'd like him to move away from his family. Like, I don't know why the, he didn't ha- – recruit the Usos as part of his, his court, mm-hmm. so to speak. Have them like his enforcers would have made more sense to me. And then like so if Samoa Joe's going to come out of retirement, that's a guy I'd like to see him fight. I, I think the Usos will join him once uh, Jimmy's off the injured reserve. But then again, Jimmy's wife is on Raw, so maybe they're going to split them up like they did New Day. Who the hell knows? All right. Um, third time on pay-per-view we're seeing Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. This time for the WWE Championship in a Hell in a Cell. I'm going to be honest. I've picked Orton every single time they've had this match, <laughs> You've been and I've been wrong. Every single time. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not picking Orton. I think I think they're sticking with Drew at this point. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I'm going Randy Orton here. I think it's time to put the belt on him. <laughs> I I think it's going to be Randy Orton. Listen, whoever Anthony picks his match, pick the fucking opposite. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I have no interest in seeing these guys fight yet again. With that said, I think Drew McIntyre wins and moves on to whoever his next challenger is going to be. I don't see why at this point, if Randy Orton wins, now we have to suffer through more. Uh, re- we have to suffer through rematches. And I think they want to put this feud to rest finally, and give Drew someone else to fight. So I don't. If Randy Orton wins, you're just continuing the feud basically, and I don't see why you'd want to do that. Well, and the other thing is, usually Survivor Series, it's the Raw champion versus the SmackDown champion. Are you going to do Orton versus Roman? I doubt it. Well, I mean, there's no saying they're even going to do that. They might, but the point is, I think, I think um, that you got to put this feud to bed, and the only way you do that is by Orton losing. All right, Steve. Orton. I'm going with Drew McIntyre for the win. And while he's standing there in his victorious pose, Bray Wyatt, the lights will go out, the fans will disappear, and Bray Wyatt will come in and Sister Abigail's ass. If if they make up their minds what direction they're putting him in. Leading to the next good challenger that Drew McIntyre could have and actually lose to. 
Because honestly, with all the trades to Raw, there's no one that I think that you could really have Drew McIntyre lose to that's going to make an impact. But Bray Wyatt, that would be great. What about AJ Styles? Fuck AJ Styles and his freaking big ass bodyguard. What about Keith Lee? Keith Lee, Keith Lee could be good if they gave him that push, which everything points to they're not giving him the push because they don't even know what to do with him right now. That's true. That's true. Well, that match on Raw was awful. Mm. It was a train yeah. wreck. I don't understand the point. Uh, which means, actually, we should probably add that to the card for someday because they'll probably throw that on there. If they do a Lee-Strowman rematch, who are you guys picking? Lee. Lee? I agree. I think, you know, 50-50 booking, Lee wins. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then uh, the match that I th- I think might be the main event, Hell in a Cell, SmackDown Women's Championship. We're finally getting Bailey versus Sasha Banks. All right, so the question is, after all the shit that's gone on, do you put the belt on Sasha, or do you have her continue to pursue Bailey and have them finally end up on rest- at WrestleMania with the where where Sasha finally wins the belt, or is that too long? No, I think you have to have Sasha win. If you're going to have Sasha do it at Mania, then either Sasha would have had to been out all this time, maybe come back at the Rumble and win or something crazy or whatever. But as far as Mania, they already have spoiled that. I don't think that's a good move. It would have been a better move to see them fight at Mania. I'll agree with you there, but. Yeah, they're in a tough position because this is their first match in this feud, really. And uh, with the exception of that schmoz we saw on SmackDown a few weeks ago. And it's already in Hell in a Cell. Do you do the rematch four months later in a regular straight one-on-one then? Well, that's what I don't understand. Why are they rushing this? Like, they could have matches, but why is it Hell in a Cell? Why can't they have a straight-up match? How much of a bigger pop would it have been if Sasha Banks was a surprise entrance in the Rumble? She's been injured all that time, and she comes out of the Rumble, wins it, and goes on to Mania to face Bailey. They they could do that still, but yeah. No, that's it would be stupid. Now I would have kept her out this whole time. Give the girl the break; she needs them sometimes. You know what? They can't though. They don't have an, any star power. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's everybody wants. Who else does Bailey have to fight? She's beaten everybody else. They've gotten no one, yeah. unless they're going to start bringing up NXT people and let them go. Because I like I thought when I saw Ember Moon, I'm like, oh, they'll probably bring her back to SmackDown because SmackDown certainly needs a challenger or Ripley or somebody. And they haven't they haven't done anything. The draft didn't help their situation at all. This is the marquee matchup. This is it. And now that they're doing it, where do you go from here? Sasha wins. What happens? The other thing they haven't brought up is Sasha's never won a championship singles match on pay-per-view. And they haven't brought that up yet, which I thought was interesting. And that's the only reason why I'm not sure if they're going to pull the trigger. And all of her title reigns have been really short, right? I mean, she's like a five-time champion, but she's never held a belt long. Right. She wins it on Raw, and then she drops it at the next pay-per-view every single time. So I'm going to say I'm going to go with Sasha on this one. I think she has to win. I think it's Sasha, too. I think it's a little bit more also because she's going to be in the new Mandalorian series. You're going to push her to uh, get that publicity. She's your champion, blah, blah, blah. A little bit of marketing on WWE's aspect of it. So I'm going to go with uh, Sasha Banks. You know, I also think Bailey needs a break. It would be good for her to be off TV for a little while. So I think she could lose and get and get pretty beat up during this match, and that's a good excuse for her to stay off TV for a little while. And if she's going to make her return, you know, to challenge for the belt again, you can give her a couple months to get her act together, you know, and, yeah. and let someone else, you know, let let Sasha beat up on some other people for a while. Yeah, it's amazing. I usually get sick of certain people getting pushed for too long. Um, I'm a huge Bailey fan, so it's I've been okay with it, but it's been a year. And honestly, if you think about it, it's been a year and a half because she dropped the belt for all of six days to Charlotte and then won it back. Bailey's been their MVP. Yeah, she has. The WWE MVP. She's not hands down, hands down over anybody else. N- name somebody else who's been a better entertainer, wrestler than her. Nobody. Yes, better entertainer and everything. But the way the world works, Charlotte's by far the best in the WWE's eyes. But she's and not wrestling right now, so. But that's what sucks because Charlotte's not the best. I think Bailey's better than Charlotte. Oh, I, I think, do too. 
Obviously, Becky Lynch is better than Charlotte. I even think Char- uh, Sasha Banks is better than Charlotte. Like, Charlotte's just, like, dry. It's the same shit every time. I'm enjoying her time off and her once-in-a-while bikini shots on her Instagram. The scales of justice. Yeah, we, we could debate the top ones because I feel like Sasha and Bailey are top. I actually, in ring, I feel like Charlotte is better than Becky. I've never been overly impressed with Becky's work. But as a character, Becky blows them all away. Um, I'd be, it would be interesting to see Becky versus uh, Bailey now because both of those characters could play off each other. Charlotte's like one of those people that I, could, I think we could spend an entire episode just talking shit about. Like, let's I have. Saw you go, let's, I saw you going like this about Charlotte. Were you talking about her boobs? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, it's kind of that's about right. right? Well, eh, you know, One higher than the other. All right, guys, I already described I what we were doing. We digress, but at the end of the day, you can literally spend an entire show just talking shit about Charlotte. Like, well, for- good and bad. You could spend a half hour talking about the good and a half hour talking about the bad. No, I think we could do 45 on the bad and then 15 on the good. But anyways, you know, like we could do it this way. How about this? Half hour in the bad. 15 minutes on the good, and then 15 minutes how her father's the only reason she is where she is. You know what Either. the problem and then, and then 25 minutes on Steiner Man. Yeah, you Steiner Plus six minutes. But if you spend 25 minutes, minutes on Steiner Man and 15 minutes on Charlotte and 40 minutes on Becky, you have thir- 55 minutes left. But then <laughs> if you divide that by 20. <laughs> Listen, real quick. Real quick, come on, guys. That's like the third time you guys have done that joke in the same show. Come on now. Save but it it's for still one. funny. Hey, it still so, works. They, they got to move on. They've been doing the iconic joke for a month. You know, I, I've heard. I come back and we get something new. You're welcome. Oh, my God. This guy has it written down. Um, so that was let's, iconic. let's make bets. Let's just do a random side bet, okay? Charlotte, Charlotte Flair has been out for however many months because she had an injury that she had to have addressed, whatever the case may be. What body improvement that she thinks is an improvement does she come back with this surgery? Nose, boobs, what, what, what do we got? Is she going to have ass implants? Because she always comes back with something, something you weren't expecting. One type was lips. Like There's a lot of them that got implants and are running into problems now. That's why a lot of them are disappearing. My problem with Charlotte is whether she's face or heel, she's the same character. Yeah. There's no nuance to her whatsoever. If she's a bad guy, she's arrogant. If she's a good guy, she's arrogant. Bailey, I mean, Bailey did it best. I think. know I've said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, there's a, someone who took white bread and and went all the way the other direction and became a horrible person who yells at the camera who yells at michael cole who knows how to entertain and to me charlotte while technically she's really good she doesn't entertain me in the least because her matches are all the same her personality is exactly the same her personality is the same her promos are all the same like come on and 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 they did that documentary. I forget. I don't know if it was a Ric Flair documentary or what. Wherever she was like, I'm only doing this for Reed. I'm living Reed's dream. No, you're not, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> you ain't living shit. My, oh, Anthony, something you won't touch? I'm not touching that one. <laughs> and Anthony touches a lot of things. <laughs> All right. So let's, okay. Let's jump into NXT. Well, hold on. Freddie. Steven never actually gave his pick on the Sasha Bailey match. Oh, yeah. Who oh, you got shoot. on Sasha Bailey? <laughs> My bad. Um, That's why Charlotte. Rob was like, pick, pick, pick. I'm like, Charlotte Charlotte Flair. No, um, Sasha Banks. <laughs> Sasha huh? Banks. So, Sasha okay. across the board. All right. Correct. Yo, you know what I'd like to see? Just a random thing. Okay. Here's a question for you guys. I want to see how what your answer would be. And this may not be, like, a question that's interesting, but whatever. You get, we haven't had, like... We have not had, like, a good mixed tag lately, right, in my opinion. WWE mixed tag, you have Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss on one side because I think that's one of the best storylines right now, as Bray Wyatt always is. Who do you put as a mixed tag on the other side of the ring? That would be a good match. Cross and Scarlet. Keith Lee and his retribution girlfriend. Shayna, Shayna and Nia. Monsters mash. <laughs> Is this TNA? Monster Monster, what's that? Yeah, what's that match they used to have? Monsters a fun house, a house of fun match or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no, but if you had to pick a guy and a girl to be on the other side of the ring, like Johnny, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, no, I don't know. I would do Cross and Scarlet. Cross and Scarlet. 
Who's yeah, Scarlet? Scarlet, Scarlet Bordeaux, Killian Cross. Mm-hmm. Killian Cross, whatever his uh, name is. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. No, you'd have to bring them up first, but yeah. Drake, uh, Ma- Drake yeah. Maverick, and uh, what's the guy he's teaming Kill- with now? Killian, Killian Dave. Dave. I-, I still want to make that theme song our new theme song for the podcast. Because Killian Dade is about the same size as uh, Alexa Bliss, so it would be fair. Okay, um, and speaking of NXT, first off, we have a Haunted House of Terror match. First off, does anyone know what the hell that is? Because I have a clue. It's a Monsters Ball match. Go on. Okay. Okay. Just, no, I'm just Cam- kidding. I'm- you might be onto something there. Who the hell knows? Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. I'm going Loomis on this one because, honestly, I don't care for Cameron Grimes, and they seem to love Loomis for some reason. Yeah, Loomis for me. Yeah, Loomis. I love Cameron Grimes. I think he's funny. I'm going to go with Loomis because I don't know who either of these guys are. And you guys all just pick Loomis. <laughs> you realize this is a wrestling podcast, right? I, See, and that you means you have to watch the shows. Rob, that joke's also getting old. I watch AEW on Wednesdays and I don't make time for NXT. I'm sorry. It's sad. The best thing WWE puts out and that's the one he has to skip. I don't watch SmackDown I, too I much. Can... Honestly, but... SmackDown's second. It's like NXT, then SmackDown, then Raw. Then Raw, yeah. Of course, I watched the shittiest one. Yeah. <laughs> on Hulu, where they knock out a good hour and a half of it. Thank you, Hulu. <laughs> do they do that for SmackDown as well? SmackDown, they knock it down to about an hour and ten. Hour and twenty, it depends on the week. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> oh. I think it's Ripley across the board on this one? Yes. I don't know about that. I don't know. I know who Rhea Ripley is, so I'm going to go with her. <laughs> I mean, is this is this a? I'm trying to figure out if this is a one-off or is this going to be a feud? Unless they're going to finally call Rhea Ripley up, she should have been up a while ago, or they might save that for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Raquel for an upset here. I don't think Rhea Ripley needs to win. I'm going to go Raquel as well. All right. I, I get the feeling that uh, Ripley's going to be on the main roster soon. Yeah. Look at you guys trying to get points. Go fuck yourselves, both of you. I don't need points. I don't need points. Yeah, he's the champ. Oh, by the way, I'm still waiting for the belt. I sit. I look outside at the, the postal. I yelled oh. at the postal office today, saying there's supposed it's, to be a package coming my way. It's UPS. Oh, okay. All right. Tomorrow I'll check with UPS. Yeah, check, yeah. check with UPS. Just so then you know, be because, of, I don't know. because of current weather conditions out on the West Coast and also COVID going on throughout the country, yeah, package COVID, may be delayed. <laughs> Don't open that package for at least five days, Rob. Just let the germs, like, die off. (laughs) Yeah. Open it outside. (laughs) Watch your hands after. Open it outside. He's actually going to use the FedEx to the USPS (laughs) service because then the USPS will lose it anyway. Uh, He said open it outside. (laughs) Go out with a spray bottle of, like, disinfectant. Just remember who the champ is. <laughs> All right, so we got two. We got two spin the wheel, make the deal matches. The first one being for the NXT North American Title, the champion Damian Priest facing Johnny Gargano. Am I just putting Priest across the board here? Does anyone think Gargano's winning? Yeah, I, I don't I see why they would have Gargano win. I mean, to I me, if anybody is stale on this show, it's him. Yeah, the segments are okay, but yeah, he he doesn't need the belt. And no, Pri- Priest is is awesome. Yeah, he, he he's on a roll right now. All right, and then we have for the NXT Women's Title, spin the wheel, make the deal. Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae, because I'm, I'm going go Io Shirai tag team coming. I don't think the Garganos are going to go 0 for two again, so yeah, I'm going LeRae. Okay, so Freddie stands alone with Io. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Middle fingers to this guy. You know when the he was champ, though, he used to talk so much shit. You know when he's he been very quiet? Yeah. All the champions talk shit, all three of you. 
Yeah. Right, Freddie, you really are. And this coming from the guy who's never held it. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you, do you know even how to talk shit if you won? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I admire your honesty. <laughs> Anthony, be like, I won. Yeah. <laughs> my beard is black. It's black, man. <laughs> He'd be like Goopy Dog. I'm he needs very to, happy. He needs <laughs> to die or sharpie it again. I see the whites pouring out. Yeah, it's true. Sharpie um, it. By the way, Rob, I'm very disappointed in your opening tonight before we wrap up. 20 years ago, Kurt Angle beat The Rock for the title. Drop the ball. Wow. Pedro Morales' birthday as well, the deceased Pedro Morales, but I could have thrown that in, but... Damn it, Rob, you had one job. <laughs> I, no, that's what my wife Where says. <laughs> wow. And 30 seconds later, it's done. <laughs> that's, Whoa. That's with rest. <laughs> they don't call me the Flash for nothing. <laughs> And oh, with that, on that note, <laughs> that is our show. We thank you guys for listening. This sportsfrenzypodcast.com, sportsfrenzypod on Twitter, sportsfrenzypodcast on Facebook and Instagram. Find us, follow, comment, subscribe. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace.